0: Amen, cool. All right, my message tonight is called The Gap, and I'll explain it in a moment. But first, uh, who here has a glass screen protector on their iPhone? Yes, okay, Um, put your hand down if you've had to replace it. Oh, everyone already put their hand down, but... So, does anyone here still have their original glass screen protector on their phone? Wow, Robbo? Okay, we've got a few. Well, look, for me, I've gone through so many of those bad boys that... I make sure I have a spare one at home because if it breaks, then I can just get one from home. Like I just, like I have pre-bought because I know I'm going to need one at some stage because they just break. And um, there's a couple of things that sort of in life, we have this sort of feeling where uh, something just is continually breaking or continually dying or fading away, like filling up their car. I mean, wouldn't it be great if you just got a car and you never had to fill it up? Like, hallelujah. If there's a man to do it, it's Elon Musk, please. Like, what about charging your phone? Like, you can't just get the phone and it just works. Like, you've got to charge it up. And if you're on prepaid, you've got to recharge your your credit. It's like showering. Some teenagers think you can shower once and you'll be all good. (laughs) <laughs> but the reality is you've got to shower every day if you want to stay clean. These things... <laughs> have you smelled me before in the morning? <laughs> These things diminish. These things fade away, and we have to replenish them. My sisters are here. My family is here tonight, and me hanging out with them in childhood wasn't enough. I couldn't just leave at 18 years old and go, okay, well, I, you know, that's good. We've got a strong relationship. No, I've got to keep catching up with them. We've got to keep seeing each other. If we want to keep the relationship going, we've got to catch it up. Peeps, if you've moved out of home, just a small tip, you're not done with your parents. You might think you're done with your parents, but you've got to see them every once in a while. You've got to go have dinner every once in a while. And this happens not just In the day-to-day, obviously, obviously, obvious one is hunger. You know, like every three hours, it's just like, like got to replenish myself. It's like, oh, like everything just seems to diminish and and needs to be replenished. But it, it happens with things on the inside as well. It happens with contentment. You can be content. You can be really happy with where you are in life. And then suddenly someone else in your life gets a new car. Suddenly someone else gets a new phone. Suddenly that contentment, is all gone. You were really happy with what you had until someone else got that thing. Just general happiness. You can be loving life in general and then you get a negative text or someone says something hurtful or you post a picture and and it doesn't get any likes and suddenly that happiness is gone. You're so happy to be at the beach but no one else is happy for you. It's like confidence. You can be feeling great. You can be having the, 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 week, the best week of your life. Make a small mistake at work, everyone sees it, and suddenly your confidence is shattered. And you want to isolate yourself immediately. And the problem is with these things, they fall and they diminish to nothing in a moment, but they take time to recharge. And, and, and it seems like everything in life, it seems like everything in this world diminishes, and we need to replenish it. And if we can't fill these holes permanently, We've got to keep replenishing it. If we can't fill them permanently, then we need a solution that's going to help us day by day. I can't just eat once and then never eat again. i got to make sure I have food day by day. We need a solution that helps us day by day. And so the problem then becomes, what has the capacity to fill my needs every day? And we try friends, boyfriends, girlfriends. You know, we try memes. We try video games, social media. Um, we, We try staying busy. We try working a lot, sports clubs, whatever we can do to fill the hole. But it keeps getting bigger and it keeps diminishing down to nothing. And we have to fill it again the next day. And so it seems like a bit of a tall order. And many things offer what I I like to call the illusion of fulfillment. And there is the illusion of fulfillment where you think you're going to get something that's going to fulfill you and fulfill you permanently. Because maybe it's unlimited or something like that, but it just fades away. It's like you think, man, Spotify, unlimited music. That's what they tout, but they do have a limited catalog. There is a limit to the amount of songs that are on there. You will get to a point where you have heard every single song. Well, people release new stuff all the time, but you know, it's not actually unlimited. Same with Netflix. they got a limited catalogue. Disney just took away a whole bunch of stuff. It's limited. And something you might not know, but Any company that says they have an unlimited internet is actually subject to a fair use policy which defines that if you use more than three times the amount of an average user, then they'll throttle your speed. So it's not really unlimited. And there's all these things that have the illusion of it's going to fulfill me unlimited. Like uh, like I need fulfillment day to day. Well, that's okay because this is unlimited and I'm going to keep getting and I'm going to keep getting and I'm going to keep getting. But they all have a limit. Even money. You can earn so much that it's pointless. You'll still find that you're not being satisfied. That's why so many people who earn millions and millions and millions, they still find their lives with these deep holes they thought they could fill with money. And, and, and so even this thing this, that you thought, if I just have this much, if I just have unlimited amount, like it's still going to reach a limit. Pizza Hut's going to run out of pizza. Like you're, you're, you're not going to have even though it's a bu- unlimited buffet, like they'll kick you out or something, I don't know. And this is a great quote that I love from C.S. Lewis. He says, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, then the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. A desire that nothing in this world can satisfy And I love this quote. It's so true. Because if we're never satisfied with natural things, then obviously we need fulfillment from something that is supernatural. And I've had plenty of, I've had plenty of ups and downs in life. And, and, and it's in those downs where you're searching for help, right? But then there's some people who are only there in the ups and they suddenly disappear in the downs. And I've had people help me in different situations. But the one person who's been there in every single down and every single up has been Jesus. It's been God in every season. And the reason God has helped me in every season is because of what Jesus did on the cross. He bridged the gap. The, the gap between what the world offers and what we truly need, because there is a gap. And if you just sit there and deny it, you're going to be living a life where you chase fulfillment and satisfaction and you never find it because the world has a limited amount to give. Even the people around you have a limited amount to give. You will just end up draining the people around you. But Jesus, he, he died on a cross so that we could have unlimited fulfillment. It talks about God is always talked about as eternal. There is endless discovery when it comes to God. And, you know, thousands of years ago, people had this concept of diminishment when it came to their souls. They felt as though uh, their souls... They were tarnished by the wrong things that they had done. And so they, they thought, you know, the way that we get that back in order is by sacrificing animals. And the problem is that it didn't last because they'd stuff up again. And, and we all know that feeling. We think we're going to do good and, and we stuff up again. We're trying to qu- quit smoking and then we pick up the packet again. We, we try and, and quit looking at porn, but then it just keeps knocking on our door again. We try and quit being angry, but then someone just cuts us off or, or the boss makes us work late or something like that. Like, it, it just seems, seems to keep coming back. I don't think it's any different for us today. And we all seem to be walking the tightrope of, of screwing up and, and trying to fix our lives up. And you might not be out here like ruining your life on, a, on some sort of big scale, but there's still internal struggles that seem impossible to manage. And just when you think you're on top of it, it takes you down again. And I'm sure we all have our own struggle that we feel that way. We feel like we, we just start to get a handle on it, but then it just knocks us down once again. And I love what it says in Hebrews chapter chapter 1, chapter 10, sorry. And it says, The old system of living under the law presented us with only a faint shadow, a crude outline of the reality of the wonderful blessings to come. Because even with its steady stream of sacrifices, this is what they thought would help them. Even with that steady stream of sacrifices offered year after year, there was still nothing that could make our hearts perfect before God. Verse 4, for what power does the blood of bulls and goats have to remove sin's guilt? First, he said, multiple burnt offerings and sin offerings cannot satisfy your justice, talking about God, even though the law requires them to be offered. And then he said, God, I will be the one to go and do your will. This is what Jesus did on that Easter Sunday. I will be the one to go and do your will. So, by being the sacrifice that removes sin, he abolished animal sacrifice. He abolished the need to come back again and again, ask for forgiveness again and again, try and clean up my life again and again. And it replaces the entire system with a new covenant because by God's will, we have been purified and made whole once and for all through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus the Messiah. It's Easter Sunday. Resurrection Sunday, newsflash. And today is the celebration of Jesus dying and rising again. And it's funny that we would be sitting here and talking about events that transpired 2,000 years later because I don't know of too many other events that we still talk about that happened 2,000 years later on such a regular basis. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that everything else on this earth diminishes away, but the one thing that can never diminish is what Jesus did on the cross for us. It still affects people's lives today just as much as it affected them 2,000 years ago. Because Jesus is our unending hope. He is our unending joy. Because no matter who you are, Jesus has got answers that you're looking for. No matter what holes you've got in your life, Jesus can fill them. Jesus can fill that emptiness. And the answer of having Jesus is not something that diminishes like everything else in this world, but it is something that holds strong and holds fast and is eternal. We might fade ourselves and need replenishing. But we know that we have Jesus who has endless life. We know that he has enough for us. And I'm not just here to just shout about good news, but I want to tell you about what this should change about your life. Knowing, what, knowing that what Jesus has for my life is, is eternal, is, is something that I can lean on, is something that I can draw from, and it never runs out. How should that change the way that I live? How should that change the way that you live? Well, first of all, I think it should change where we direct our questions where we direct our questions. And now, the world is kind of changing. It kind of... Anyone here who's already graduated school, I mean, even people who are still in school, I guess, we kind of treat school and teachers, they're like the source of all knowledge. And then we have to take exams, and we have to, like, prepare, and we have to, like, load everything into our brain, so that we're going to be good when we go into the real world. Real world. And there's... You know, we, we all sat there and thought, why do I need to remember my times tables when I have a calculator, like on my iPhone, like serious? And the world is actually changing. We're moving from needing to have everything in advance from professional institutions to actually not having to worry and being able to get the information on the fly. So you remember when we were kids and we used to plan trips, mum would always go onto the RACQ trip planner and she would plan the trip, figure out what roads to take, print it out, and we would need to plan all that stuff in advance. You don't need to do that anymore. You just get turn-by-turn navigation. I just get it as I need it. It's like when I went to Sri Lanka. I went and saw a travel doctor and was like, what do I need to know? And he tried to tell me all this stuff And basically gave me this huge download of all these things that you need to know. And I was like, wow, this is a bit overwhelming. Um, Like avoid this place. Make sure that you don't pat dogs because they could have rabies, this, 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 all the other stuff. And then uh, he gave me this little bad boy. This is a travel kit, travel meds kit. And has all the meds that I might ever need while I'm over there. Um, Little gastro kit. And he's trying to prepare me in advance. He's trying to get me ready for what I was about to experience over in Sri Lanka. But I didn't need that because I had a guy called Naz. Let's have a look at this photo. This guy, his name is Naz. And he parked in the no parking zone because he knew that he wasn't going to get in trouble. And Naz is our resident local. And see, I didn't need to worry about learning all this stuff in advance. I didn't need to take a class about Sri Lanka in advance. I didn't need to sit and research it because we had Naz. We had Nazar. And he knew everything. We were driving along this nine-hour drive, and Pastor Chris was like, oh, no, I forgot my iPhone cord. This is a nine-hour drive. Think about how much stuff you passed. And Naz immediately goes, I know a guy just up there who will have an iPhone cord that we can get for you. And we're like, what? What? We went to a um, remote place to do a conference, and there was heaps of mosquitoes. And Naz heard Matt and I talking about maybe we should get um, those mosquito coils. And we were like, nah, but maybe that's an Australian thing. Maybe we wouldn't be able to find it here. 30 minutes la- later, Naz rocks up with some mosquito coils. On top of that, he, br- he brought us all Diet Cokes. Coke Zeroes. What a legend. So if you go on a trip to Sri Lanka, you- you're going to have a ball with Naz. But look, what I'm trying to say is the world this these days is like, we don't have to think of all this stuff in advance. We just need to get this stuff as we go because we all have Google in our pocket, right? We, we all we all can get an answer at any moment. I want us to have a look at this picture of a uh, yeah, this picture right here. That laugh is um, from my family because I know this is this is my sister who wanted to save money because it costs too much money to get a car stereo replaced by a mechanic. So she thought, I know what I'll do. I'll replace this myself. Pulled the other one out, cut all the wires, and was like, it's got to be on Google for sure. And, um, unfortunately this one wasn't on Google and she had to take it back to the mechanics. And, um, he spent like three times the amount of time that he would have normally spent set, fixing up a stereo to set theirs up. And, uh, Yeah, so sometimes we can get advice on the fly. Sometimes we do need to go to someone who knows what to do. And in a sense, we all know, oh, if I want something, I go to Google. If I want this, I go here. If I want this, I go there. And uh, life is hard. And so many different, we face so many different circumstances. But if we can direct our questions to the right place, then you can get the right answer. Anytime for any situation, just like me having Naz, I could get the right answer for any situation that I face in Sri Lanka at any time because I had the right guy. I knew who to go to. And the way that Resurrection Sunday should change the way that we live today is it should change the, the place that we take our questions because we have a God who wants to be a, play a part in our lives. And we have a God who has answers to every question you could even fathom and ones that you haven't even fathomed. You don't have to be an expert in anxiety to beat it. You just need to know the one who brings peace. You don't need to have a degree in psychology to help your self image. You just need to know the one who made yourself in his image. You don't need to know every get quick get rich quick scheme. You just need to know the God who provides bread for his children. You don't need to find a new boy to fix a broken heart. You need to know the one whose heart was broken for you. You don't need to drown your liver in alcohol to numb the pain. You need to know the one whose pain bought your freedom. See, the point is, we don't need to have all these other sources. We just need to know where to bring our questions. And that one place is Jesus, because he died for our sins. He died to give us a better life. And if you want to take your questions anywhere else, good luck, because I know the guy who's got the answer for all of them. Here's the logic. When it comes to music, you think, what, am I go- what music am I going to listen to today? I don't know, but I'll find it on Spotify. What am I going to eat for lunch? I don't know, but it, it'll be in the cupboard. I'll have a look and I'll find there. So when you ask the question, what am I going to do about my anger problem? I don't know what you're going to do, but I know who to go to. It's Jesus. Jesus will help you. How am I going to get through this week without breaking down? I don't know. But Jesus has the answer how am I going to rebuild my life after this tragic event? I don't really know, but Jesus has your answer. See, sometimes you don't need to know what to do. You just need to know where to go. And that's it. Sometimes we're searching for the what to do, the what to do, the what to do. But we just need to know where to go. And that is to go to Jesus. And too many of us are standing on a foundation of half-baked, unthought-through advice get advice from people who don't know us through and through. And that advice may work for them. And you're just getting the what to do. The advice works for them, but it doesn't work for you. It's like stepping down on a broken foot. It looks okay, but on the inside, there's something wrong. And when you step down, there's going to be pain. Immediately, you fall over. And see, Jesus, he, he, he's different because he knows us through and through. He's not throwing out random advice that may have worked here and here and here. He knows exactly who you are. He knows the situations you've been through. And so he knows the remedy for whatever you're facing. He knows your worst fears, your smallest triggers, your anxious thoughts. And he loved it so much that he died for you. To say, hey, I know what it takes to bring you to a better place and I'm going to do that. You know, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. And I love the thus statement. He's not just a way or a truth. He is the truth. Other people may have a truth that works for them. Have you ever heard someone say, this is my truth? Like it might work for them, but Jesus is the truth. It's the truth that works no matter what in every situation, no matter what you're facing. You're searching for truth. Hey, I know the guide. You're looking for answers. Jesus has got the playbook. You're out of ideas. He's got the silver bullet. You've exhausted all options. He's got one more. So what are you facing right now? Where in life have you lost your way? And where are you going in your confusion? Because too often we we direct our questions to the wrong places. And then we wonder why our life falls apart when we get answers that don't exactly work. God is so good at giving us answers that we need for our lives. In my life group, um, and I hope in every life group, we all share our our journaling. And uh, journaling is just when we read the Bible and we ask ourselves, how am I going to live life differently now that I've read this? And so often, the guys in my life group will come and say something along the lines of, yeah, I didn't really, um, I read this and I thought, oh yeah, I could apply it this way in my life, but you know, I don't really have a situation that is kind of like this at the moment. But then a number of days later, they suddenly had a a situation pop up where they don't have time to reach out their Bible and figure out what's going on because they're faced with that situation head on. And it's like, wow, I'm so glad that I journaled about that a few days ago because God gave me exactly what I needed even before I knew I needed it. And so let today, Resurrection Sunday, be the eternal reminder that God has got not just a truth, but he's got the truth. He's got everything you need. You don't need to go to to page two, three, four of Google. You don't need to get a horoscope. You don't need to gather the gals for an advice sesh. Because if you know where to go, that's much more important than knowing what to do. And you don't, again, you don't have to have it all together to go to God either. That's the best part. Because you can come as you are. Just like you don't have to take a class in advance. You don't have to learn all this stuff in advance. You don't have to have read the Bible through and through. You don't have to have been to church ever. You don't have to have been prepared in advance. You can come to Jesus as you are, and he gives you advice right where you're at. He answers your questions right where you're at. So number one, we've got to know where to ask our questions. Sorry. Sorry. Number two, the second thing that this should change about the way we live today, knowing that Jesus paid this great price for us and that he has limitless life for us, is it should change where we look for our future. <clears throat> Not just the battles that we face today, but what we're looking to for the future. I, um, I regularly catch up with people for a coffee here and there and um, just catching up with other youth pastors in the city or stuff like that. And whenever I ask, like, where do you want to catch up? It's always it's always a bit different. Every place is, every person is different. And I'll suggest maybe where I want to go, but then I got sh- get shot down because I'm not a coffee nut and I don't know what good coffee tastes like. And they're like, yuck, why would you want to go there? And then they tell me where we should go. And I'm like, okay, sure. The thing is... In that equation, when I'm asking about what we should do in the future, when I'm asking for what we should do right now, they're not giving advice based off of what they think is best for me. They're thinking about themselves. And too often, we lay out the blueprint for our lives based off of what other people say. And the problem is that they're adding themselves into the picture and making it work for them. And I'm not just talking about advice. I'm talking about your direction in life. I'm talking about long-term plans. And too often we plot our lives based on the suggestions of others. People who frankly don't know any different and probably don't even give a rat's about where your life ends up. The problem is that the most, people in, most people in life are only part of our life for a short season. I'm sure if I gave you a couple of minutes, you could list so, so many friends and people who are once in your life who are no longer in your life. And we take advice from those people. Like they have our best interest in mind. Like they don't have a bias based off of what they want to see our life become. Friends who are only thinking about their night out and how their night's going to go will push you to drink. The guy or girl getting physical is, is only thinking about the moment right in front of them. The salesman getting you to spend big on a car or a phone, he's only thinking about his commission. He tries to convince you that this is going to be good for your life, but he's just thinking about himself most of the time. colleagues who don't want you to quit because they don't want to be bored. They're not thinking about whether or not your life is going to be better off in this job. They're just thinking about themselves. Friends who want you to skip studying, skip assignments, just so that they can have something to do on the weekend. These people are only in your life for a short season. I'm not saying ditch them. I'm just saying, man, you've got to know where to get your advice, your future from because they're not thinking about you. And I don't understand why you would accept life advice from someone who didn't die for you. Because frankly, if someone didn't die for you, then they obviously don't care enough about you to be thinking about you so far in advance. They might have some good ideas, but there's already someone who chose to give everything for you. And he proved it by dying on a cross. 1 John 3, 16 to 20. This is how we have discovered love's reality. Jesus Christ sacrificed his life for us. And because of this great love, We should be willing to lay our lives down for one another. And so when you're looking for options, when you're looking for what you should do with your future, there's plenty of options. But there's only one option that perfectly suits you. And I know the guy who's got it. I know the guy who's got that blueprint, who wants you to walk that out. But the question is, are you seeking him for those blueprints? Or are you going everywhere else? because you don't have to wade through all the ill-fitting options. You don't have to try on 10 different destinies and realize that it's not for you. You don't have to force yourself to get comfortable in a seat that was made for someone else when he has got the blueprint for your life just waiting for you if you would ask him for it. So when it comes to Jesus' sacrifice for you, man, are you looking to him for your future? God's got a plan for your life and Jesus paid the price for you to live it. Not only is a perfect fit, but it is available to you for free through grace. So where are you going to go next time that you've got that big decision to make? And I'm not saying that God's going to drop an email in your inbox with a step-by-step on a a how-to on your life's plan. It comes with seeking out God in every moment, letting God play a part in your everyday. And like I said, you know, we don't just get it all straight away in one hit. The Bible says that uh, God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's like, what's, what's ahead of me right now? It's like, what do I need to know right now to get ahead where I am right now? God doesn't just drop it all on us. And sometimes there there's people who really feel like they got a clear word from God about uh, where their life's heading and that sort of stuff. But most of the time I find that it's in the day-to-day when we need to lean on God that he gives us those inklings, those hints, those pushes towards our future. So it's letting God play a part in your every day, not just saying, what do I want? But opening up your mind to say, what does God want me to do? And you might not get that full plan at once. You just get what you need in the moment, just like GPS. Bit overwhelming if you got the whole thing, if you ask me. I just need to know turn left after the roundabout. That's all I need to know. I just need that turn by turn. And the great thing is that God was made accessible to us by what Jesus did on the cross. If you were here in the morning, I loved Pastor Dean's message talking about how the temple curtain ripping in two symbolized the fact that we now have access to God because what they saw in the Holy of Holies was that was where God's presence was and nobody could go in there except one person and if they fulfilled all these duties. But now it was like, no, 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 God's accessible to each and every one of us because Jesus paid the price. So you may have never even been following God ever in your life but you need advice about something, you can say a prayer tonight. And and you, who knows? That inkling's going to drop into your heart. You might be totally unsure about where your future's heading. You don't have to do anything because Jesus paid the price so that you could have access to God through faith and trust. And I love I love the phrase repent. And I know that it probably invokes shame or it invokes a sense of guilt. But I love that Pastor Chris has been teaching about repentance as not actually being any sort of having any sort of shame, but it just simply means to be turning turning around and going the other way. So you can be you can be so far away from God and just choosing that I'm going to repent. I'm going to I'm going to stop living this way because I know that it would be better if I lived God's way in this situation and just turning and doing that man, you're starting to make God a part of your everyday life. You're starting to get on the right path. And you might not be finding yourself in the best of situations, but God's okay with that. God's okay with taking people on a journey. He's not trying to get you to cross some line or fulfill some sort of standard. He's happy to take you on the journey where you are, as you are. So no matter how much you feel like you've stuffed up, no matter what you feel like you've done that might separate you from God, what Jesus did on the cross shows that you have access to God and, and, and God's plan for your life, Jesus paid the price for it so that you could have it, so that you could grasp it even today. I want all of us to close our eyes right now and I just want this, us to close our eyes so that we just have a moment of privacy because I want each and every person here to start thinking about where they're at. And I love what Shane Willard says that the best messages, the best preaching is not made to be listened to, but it's made to be wrestled with. So I hope that you wrestle with this right now and this week. Where are you going for the questions that you have in life? Are you getting half-baked advice unthought-through advice from people who don't have the be- your best interest in mind? Are you simply trying to figure out what to do? And because you can't figure out what to do, you avoid going to God? Because, man, you don't need to know what to do. You just need to know where to go, and you can figure that out as you go. Where have you been looking for your future plans? Have you been letting your friends influence that? Teachers? Parents, other people in your life who just want to have a say, who just want to throw their opinion out there? Because there's only one person who has the destiny for you that it won't feel ill-fitting. It won't feel like a squeeze. It won't feel uncomfortable because it's made exactly for you. So as we think about that right now, I just want to put an opportunity before us to respond to God tonight because I really feel like the most important thing that we can do is to make a conscious response that we're going to start to live different and if you can make that tonight then I guarantee you that God's going to begin working in your life and so whether you're deciding that you want to cross the line of faith and you want to let Jesus become the center of your life or maybe you're just thinking, you know what, I could live a bit differently in this area. I could take God in this area of my life. Man, this moment is for you. And so if you want to let Jesus into your, into your life in whatever capacity it is, I just want to pray for you right now. And so if, if you're comfortable, I'd love for you to raise your hand just so I know who I'm praying for right now great. One, that's awesome. You can pop your hand down. Two, two people so far. That's great. No matter where you are, no matter how far away you feel, you can begin living with God today. To anyone else today? Two, two people already. That's so good. Anyone else? going to pray. Dear God, I just thank you for these people who have just chosen in their heart that they want to make a response to you tonight. They want to begin to live differently based off of what you did for them on the cross. And for all the people who maybe didn't put their hand up, but in their heart, they were saying and thinking, man, like, I just want to do this. Then I pray that you be with them too. And be with all of us, God, this week. And give us courage as we attempt to live out the the bold life that you've put before us. God help us to help us to turn to you first when we need answers to our questions. God help us to see seek you and look to you when we're not sure what to do in our future. In Jesus name. Amen. If you um if you just made a decision just then where you thought, man, I just want to start living with God as part of my life, then uh, we're just going to all pray a prayer right now. And we pray this every week. And this is just um, a great prayer to solidify what you might have just been thinking. And so let's pray it together and let's pray it out loud. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. Amen. Can we give a round of applause for those people that just made that decision? I'm pumped. Pumped for you guys. Because uh, whenever I look at my life, every time I've ever taken on God, it just seems to, be, seems to do way better. And so uh, if you have any questions, we'd love to help you. Come see any of the guys in the volunteer t-shirts and, and, and we'll help you out. But for all of us, let's just make sure that when we go out this week, God's our first pull to call, hey. He's the guy with the answers. You may not know what to do, but we do know where to go.